In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Today we commemorate St. Jacob Netzvetov, the Enlightener of Alaska. He was a native of the Aleutian Islands, became a priest of the Orthodox Church, and continued the missionary work of St. Innocent among his and other Alaskan people. Today we celebrate his feast day, the day in which he reposed. He was born in 1802 on the Atka Island, part of the Aleutian Island chain in Alaska. His father, Igor Vailisevich Netsvatov, was Russian from Tobolsk, Russia, and a manager for the Russian-American company. His mother, Maria, was an Aleut from Atka Island. Nesvatov was the eldest of four children who survived infancy. The others were Osip, Elena, and Antony. Although not well off, Igor and Maria did all they could to provide for their children and prepare them to live their lives. Osip and Anthony were able to study at the St. Petersburg Naval Academy and then were able to become a naval officer and a shipbuilder, respectively. Alina married a respected clerk with the Russian-American company, but Jacob chose a life with the church and enrolled in the Irkutsk Theological Seminary. On October 1st, 1825, he was 23 years old, he was tonsured as a subdeacon and he married Anna Simeonva, a Russian woman, perhaps of a Creole background, as was he. And then in 1826, he graduated from the seminary with certificates in history and theology. With graduation, he was ordained a deacon on October 31st, 1826, and assigned to the Holy Trinity St. Peter Church in Irkutsk. Two years later, Archbishop Michael ordained him to the Holy Priesthood, on March 4, 1828. He was the first native Alaskan to be ordained to the priesthood. Archbishop Michael had earlier ordained John Vinyamov to the priesthood. With his elevation to the priesthood, Nevesov began to yearn to return to his native Alaska to preach the word of God. Upon departing, Archbishop Michael gave Jacob two antimensions. Now, an antimension is a special cloth that shows a picture of Christ being buried, and it has the name of the bishop, the signature of the bishop on it, and is the permission that the priest needs to serve the divine liturgy. And so, Jacob was given two antimensions. Now, why was he given two? One was to be kept at the main church, and the other was be, to be carried with him on his missionary journeys. After a 
Prayer service from 11, Nesvatov and his party set off for Alaska on May 1st, 1828. The travelers, travelers included Jacob, Anna, his wife, and his father, Igor, who had been tonsured reader for the new Atka church. This journey, which was always hard, took over a year to complete. Took them a whole year to get to where they were going. It was completed on June 15, 1829. Jacob's new parish was a challenge. The Atka parish covered most of the islands and land surrounding the Bering Sea, Amchitka, Atu, Copper, Bering, and Kural Islands. But he was to meet the challenge as clothed in his priestly garments, he actively pursued his sacred ministry. To his parishioners, his love for God and them was evident in everything he did as he made his appearances while enduring the harsh weather, illness, hunger, and exhaustion. Being bilingual and bicultural, he was uniquely able to care for the souls of his community. <clears throat> Since St. Nicholas Church <coughs> excuse me, was not yet available, Jacob used a large tent in which to hold his services. <clears throat> and after the church was completed, he took the tent with him on his missionary travels. By the end of 1829, Six months after arriving at Atka, he had recorded 16 baptisms, 442 chrismations, 53 marriages, and eight funerals. With the completion of the church on Atka, Jacob turned to education of the children, teaching them to read and write, both Russian and Yunangan Aleut. Initially, the Russian-American company helped support the school, but in 1841, the school was reorganized as a parish school. Many of his students would prove to be distinguished Aleut leaders. While living in the North areas was difficult, Jacob was active in the intellectual life as well. In addition to his own subsistence needs, he was active in collecting and preparing fish and marine animal specimens for the museums in Moscow and St. Petersburg. He corresponded with St. Innocent on linguistics and translation matters. He worked on an adequate Yunangan Aleut alphabet and translations of the Holy Scriptures and other church publications. In addition to praises from St. Innocent, he began to receive awards for his services. In time, he was elevated to archpriest and received the order of St. Anna. His life was not without its personal sufferings. In 1836 and 1837 were to bring successively the death of his beloved wife, Anna, in March of 1836, the destruction by fire of his home in July of 1836, and the death of his father, Yegor, in 1837. After considering the message of these misfortunes, he petitioned his bishop to return to Irkutsk so that he could enter a monastic life. A year later, his request was granted, contingent on the arrival of his replacement. But none came. Soon, Bishop Innocent arrived and invited Jacob to accompany him on a trip to Kamchatka. During the voyage, Bishop Innocent seemed to have accomplished three things with Jacob. With the healing salve of the Holy Spirit provided words of comfort, 
dissuaded Jacob from entering a monastery and revealed to the saintly priest the Savior's true plan for his life that was for him to preach Christ to those deep in the Alaskan interior. When Jacob lost his wife and his father, he wanted to retreat to a monastery. He wanted to be relieved of all the troubles of the world and simply try to be healed of his heartache. But through the loving guidance of his bishop, he was guided to a different plan. That was to, in his sorrow and suffering, pour out his life for the Alaskan people. On December 30th, 1844, St. Innocent appointed him head of the new Kivpak mission to bring the light of Christ to the people along the Yukon River. With two young Creole assistants, Innocent Shanashnikov and Konstantin Lukin, and his nephew Vasily Netsvitov, Jacob established his headquarters in the Yupik Eskimo village of Ikomgmitu. From there, now known as Russian Mission, he traveled to the settlements for hundreds of miles along the Yukon and Kuskomim rivers, visiting the inhabitants of settlements along the way. For the next 20 years, he learned new languages, met new people and cultures, invented another alphabet, and built more churches and communities. At the invitation of the native leaders, he traveled as far as the Unoko River, baptizing hundreds from many and often formerly hostile tribes. He continued even as his health deteriorated. An assistant lodged spurious and slanderous charges against him in 1863. To clear the air, his bishop Peter called him to Sitka, where he was cleared of all the charges. As his health worsened, he remained in Sitka, serving at the Tinglet Tlingit Chapel until his death on July 26, 1864. He was 60 years old. Jacob was buried at the entrance to the chapel. During his last missionary travels in the Kuskoman Yukon Delta region, he is remembered for baptizing 1,320 people and for distinguishing himself as the evangelizer of the Yupik, Eskimo, and Athabascan peoples. Let us contemplate his life in the words of the Tropar dedicated to him. O righteous Father Jacob, adornment of Atka and the Yukon Delta, you offered yourself as a living sacrifice to bring light to a searching people, offspring of Russian America, flower of brotherly unity, healer of sickness and terror of demons. O Holy Father Jacob, pray to Christ God that our souls may be saved. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ.